0: Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. It's very, very hard for people to handle when you speak the truth. We're not saying that there won't be disagreements. Disagreements are fine. Maybe there'll even be a conversation of how you should say something. But honesty in today's society is looked upon as a threat. Remember, this is the same society that wants to tell you that if you misgender someone, you should go to jail. Then again, it's the society that wants to tell you that you have to use certain specific pronouns. Otherwise, you're guilty. They tell us to college professors. Now, you have to address people by the pronoun they choose. Otherwise, you're out. What an offensive concept. Because the entirety of, the, of this theory is to make the claim that you can't notice what is wrong. You're not allowed to notice when things are askew. And this brings us to J.K. Rowling, Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. That is the number, 833-GOT-TONY. And, and, and I'll say a, a, again uh, that I will take on all comers uh, on this subject. No fear. And what do I mean by this? Men are not women and women are not men, something you've heard me say before. That this swimmer, at, as it was the University of Pennsylvania, who is a man who makes the claim of being a woman and is allowed to swim against women and is winning titles and beating women by 38 seconds. That's not rational. And no, Leah, he calls himself Leah, and I don't tell people what names to call themselves, anything you want, feel free. But I will not call you a woman if you're a man. I won't do it. And I do take it personally because I ma- and I and I and I've made this argument before um, that by telling me I have to accept the idea that somehow Leah is a woman, you're telling me I have to lie to myself, and I don't lie to myself. I used to lie to myself all the time. I used to lie to others all the time. In the days that I was depressed, in the days that I was suicidal, I lied. All the time. And it wasn't big whopper lies. It was little things like, yeah, I'm fine. I wasn't fine. <laughs> I absolutely wasn't fine. I lied to me, myself about my health. I lied to myself about my well-being. I lied to my wife. I lied to everybody. It was just part of the daily thing. It's part of, for me, what the depression did. I didn't discuss uh, being suicidal with, with my wife until years later. Never did it. First, you had to come to grips with what's going on. Now, by the way, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline one 1-800-273-8255. 1-800-273-8255. I never made that call. I did go see somebody. I never made that call. Uh, feel free. Don't don't wait. Don't hesitate. You're worth it. Make the call. I went to see somebody through through my wife's work. Uh, I, I think it was a psychologist. I went twice. And at the second time, I was like, why are you here? All right, I guess I don't need to be here. The truth is, I I needed to find somebody. And I should have. I should have. Because it took me longer to work things out than I think I needed to take. But I won't lie to myself now. I won't lie to anybody else. I refuse to do it. And I won't do it because someone feels it's insulting if I recognize the fact that they are a man, and I use pronouns like he, because that is appropriate. If the choice is between you being insulted or me lying to myself and others, you're gonna get insulted. I have ranked what is important to me and I come first. This is the affront to the transgender community to the progressives who want to play in all of these spaces. The affront is that you do not lie to yourself. J.K. Rowling understands this because J.K. Rowling noticed that there was a, a, a story of a woman who was raped. A woman was raped and the rapist, according to Scottish police, decided to identify himself as a woman, so the Scottish police wrote it down that way. It was a woman who raped this other woman. Now, you understand that rape is not a crime of sex. Rape is a crime of violence. And there is nothing more despicable. I don't even believe in in any type of rehabilitation for rapists. I just don't believe in it at all and in any way. That's how ugly and abhorrent I I feel it is. But the rapist is clearly a man. The rapist is clearly a man, but decided to identify as a woman. And so the police wrote it down that way. To which J.K. Rowling. Now, you know J.K. Rowling. She wrote the Harry Potter books. She wrote the Harry Potter books. Uh, She has made hundreds of millions of dollars. Hundreds of millions of dollars. She points out the following. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. The penis individual who raped you is a woman she is taking this woke culture and she is adding it to what George Orwell gave us in 1984, which is the concept of Newspeak. Because that's where it comes from. War is peace, freedom is slavery, ignorance is strength. This idea of just turning on its head what we know to be the definition of words. To make them mean things they don't mean. To confuse and so unbelievably Radicalize and destroy the mind for those who want power to be able to continue to have power. And we've seen this time and time again. And you're seeing it right now when they tell you that men can have babies. No, they can't. They never could. They never can. They never will. Men cannot have babies. The end. Anyone who says otherwise is lying. People lie to themselves all the time. I feel for those people. They lie to each other all the time. They shouldn't do that. But if they choose to do that, they can. What they cannot do through political correctness is force me to buy in. Political correctness, when we go back 20 years, was about limiting conversation. You can't say this, you can't say that. Well, if I can't say this and I can't say that, how do I express what it is that I think about your position? Well, you can't. Otherwise, you're a racist, you're a bigot. Oh, well, then I guess I can't say anything. And then the policy gets to move forward because no one said anything about it. That's the evil of political, political correctness. It prevents conversation. I oppose anything that prevents conversation. Now we want to pretend that somehow J.K. Rowling is the great sinner because she notices that men are not women and women are not men. And when the Scottish police do this, they are playing in this Newspeak Orwellian hellscape. She is doing us all a tremendous favor. She noted a year ago that you would see articles about people who menstruate. We call them women. Then, of course, there was the story of birthing people. We call them women. I don't know why the left loves to erase women, man. They hate women. Leftists hate women. Progressives hate women. Not because I say so, but because they say so. They're totally fine with erasing women. I don't know why. Me, I, 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 I love the ladies. Yes, 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 yes. I ain't gonna be shy about that. Not, not for a second. I love me the ladies. I'm gonna. I said it. I said it there, producer Ari. I said it, and I meant it. You said it. <laughs> well. <laughs> the, Thanks for being with me on that one. I'm with you on that one. You're the worst. I'm the worst. You are the the worst human being. The hatred of women is incredible, and it happens all the time. But even greater than the hatred of women, and and let me remind you how much I love women. Who said love? I gotta tell you, man. Is it can Barry White do any wrong? And the answer is no. I don't think he can. Hot damn. Okay. JK Rowling won't lie to herself and she won't allow other people to lie to her. She's right. She's right. So she goes about uh, saying this and making this connection to Orwell. And people are infuriated. What a weird hill to die on, one person tweets. "What, What do you mean weird hill to die? It's the only hill to die on. It's the only hill that matters. This is about whether or not we're honest with each other. And honest about our society. Or do we give in to the people who want to pretend and make believe and tell you you're a bad person for noticing? What they hate is that you notice. If we go back. If we go back to Dave Chappelle's special, The Closer. On Netflix, which created all this, oh my gosh, can you believe he said such a thing and this and that, making fun of the transgender community. He didn't make fun of anybody. He didn't. He stated some facts that he's with uh, J.K. Rowling and he's what's known as a TERF, a trans-exclusionary radical feminist. He's a feminist. He he can call himself that if, if he wants. But he's not going to pretend that men are women and women are men. Because men are not women and women are not men. And if you go and you, again, go back and watch that special, you realize that for the hour and nine minutes that it is, an hour and eight minutes is there as a setup to the final 60 seconds. I know, spoiler alert, don't care. His dropping the mic is the the recognition that the transgender community which wants to claim they're under attack, is the one attacking people like him and comics and others for engaging in comedy. And he's saying, don't deny my humanity, because you hear people who are transgender say, don't deny my humanity. And he's saying, I'm a comic. You're not letting me do my thing. Don't deny my humanity. And he drops the mic. And they've never had the conversation turned on them in that way. I won't have my humanity denied. That's why I won't engage in the lies. And that's why when people like J.K. Rowling speak, I think it's very important to recognize what's being said. Because whether or not you like the books, don't like the books, you like her other politics, what does that matter? It's about a recognition that we are allowed to speak freely. That we have to be able to put ideas into the public sphere and then debate them to see what are good ideas and what aren't. Otherwise, we only get the ideas that those with power want to put out there. Those who are willing to destroy you want to put out there destroy you for opposing them. That's not a good society. That is a valueless society, and we should have none of it. J.K. Rowling is the reminder of no surrender. I will not go back to being suicidal, not without a good damn fight. And I won't make, I won't allow anybody who's transgender to make me go there. No way. I'm willing to fight. By every means necessary. That's how important I consider my mental health. That's how important I consider my wife and my family. That's how important I consider my future, because after all, now I see one. And I've gone about executing it. Not, not, not in that way. I'm talking about fulfilling it. And I'm not going back. I am not going back to the days where I would stare at a computer screen for eight hours a day. I can't tell you anything I actually did. And that went on for weeks, if not months. I cannot tell you day in and day out what I actually did. I have no recollections. The idea of things being cloudy and foggy and living in a haze, very, very real. Extremely so. Why didn't I just go get a job? Why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do that? Because well, I wasn't thinking clearly. Wasn't wasn't thinking clearly at all, couldn't think the slightest. You think I'm going back to that? Nah. To make somebody else happy because they want to use a certain pronoun? No. Nah. No. Oh, and I'm also not using the pronoun they or sure or anything else. I'm not playing the games. It's 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 too much. You you ask too much of me. I can't provide you what you want. You're going to have to date somebody else. J.K. Rowling is having an important conversation. Chappelle is having a important conversation. We are having an important conversation. I didn't say you have to hate anybody. I didn't say you have to be rude to anybody. I didn't say you have to be, you know, be, be, be physical with anybody. No, 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 live your life. That I don't understand it is inconsequential. Live your life. I, it's, it's not up to me to understand anything. You just can't force us. And the more people like J.K. Rowling speak out, the better off we all are. And it doesn't mean that J.K. Rowling is, you know, is done taking uh, the abuse. HBO um, kept her out of uh, a... um special that they're doing at HBO Max celebrating fantasy films Emma Watson is upset with J.K. Rowling saying trans people are who they say they are no 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 they're allowed to say anything they want but men are not women and women are not men so you being an actress doesn't give you any special kind of knowledge you've just got that completely wrong Sarah Silverman is taking it on the chin Because Sarah Silverman had something to say about Joy Reid. She called out Joy Reid. I forgot what this was even about. Joy Reid from MSNBC. And for calling out Joy Reid, she got called a racist. Now, it's important that Sarah Silverman learn, the leftist comic, that these people will destroy her. They'll destroy anybody who gets in their way. You are the friend one day, you're the enemy the next, and that's just the way it goes. And Joy Reid isn't interested in nudes, she's interested in ideology. Meanwhile, I've got a lot more on the subject as you can see, but we'll get to it later. I'm Tony Katz. Yeah, I went long. I'm sorry, guys. I was in a, I was in a place. I, I've got much more on that free speech conversation, the, the nonsense of wokeness. But speaking of nonsense of wokeness, how about vaccines to travel? Just hearing elitists on health care is out of control. And the latest out of Kentucky, this is worse than we know, and I don't think we know anything yet. I've got both those stories. Keep it right here. I'm Tony Katz, and this is Tony Katz Today. Andrew Cuomo has to pay up. Ah, could not happen to an absolutely better no-good guy than Andrew Cuomo. He has been ordered to return the $5.1 million he was going to make off of the sale of the book he never wrote about leadership in COVID. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, can you feel the smile on the face? (laughs) Uh, Joint Commission on Public Ethics, 12 to 1 vote. Uh he the, the book is called American Crisis: Leadership Lessons from the COVID-19 Pandemic. Uh so the Joint Commission on Public Ethics rescinded its pr- approval after they say Cuomo violated pledges not to use state resources or government staffers to prepare the book. That's what he he did. That's exactly what he did. He used his staff to write a book to which he was given All the acclaim. Governor Cuomo is not legally entitled to retain compensation for any form of outside activity related to the book. Could not happen to a better dirtbag. A lot of people have ghostwriters, though. Like, how do they determine? He used government staff. Oh, that's the problem. He used his staff. It's not like he hired three people. He used people who were on our payroll. Ah, yeah, he's in trouble for that. Yeah, yeah, just a wee bit. Just a little bit. Meanwhile, uh, as the story is out from the Washington Free Beacon, Democrats want tech companies to be subjected to mandatory, quote, racial equity audits conducted by political allies. So you have, as the story goes, um, uh, organizations with close ties to Democratic politicians and progressive donors conduct these audits, and these audits are needed to promote racial justice. But what they say is, hmm, you don't have enough of this. You need to hire more of this. Well, then you're not in compliance. You want to be in compliance, don't you? I mean, it's it's the same conversation. It's the part two conversation of the whole J.K. Rowling thing. You have to hire a certain amount of this and a certain amount of that and a certain amount of other. Yeah, but we, we've got everybody we need, these are good people. We, we're, we're set. No, you will be set when we tol- tell you you are set. These progressives never, ever, ever, ever stop. They are the enemy of free and thinking people. This was a story over Christopher Rufo pointing out, she said, not a story. Christopher Rufo pointing out that um, University of uh, California, Berkeley, put out a, 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 a thing about their vice chancellor for equity and inclusion. And it reads, diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging, and justice principles are core to the type of institution that the University of California, Berkeley, aspires to become. As Berkeley strives toward the ideals of an inclusive, uplifting, anti-racist, and justice-centered campus during this unprecedented time in higher education and in the world, the university seeks a collaborative, solutions-oriented leader and accomplished visionary to serve as the next vice chancellor for equity and inclusion. Diversity, Equity, Inclusion, Belonging, and Justice, deibj which they have written in other places as DEI-BJ. And I'm telling you, they're going to have to change the BJ part right quick. Wow. But they just keep adding letters. It's a grift, baby. It's a grift. Every last part of it, every single bit of it, it's all about taking your money and putting it somewhere else that's all it is that's all it's ever been that's all it's ever going to be there are some people who are grifters and then there are some people who are living on the fear eric swalwell is one of those people who's living on the fear and the new fear of course is that why in the world should you be allowed to get on a plane with your unvaccinated self? Only the vaccinated should be able to travel, should be able to get on a plane. And Representative Swalwell, the Democrat from California, who wasn't even man enough to have sex with a communist spy who was paid to have sex with him, He's got a prediction, you know, that the country can go from 60% Americans vaccinated to 80% if we require vaccines to fly. To which he gets a response on Twitter from Representative uh, Kai Kahele, who is uh, the representative out of Hawaii, who's got legislation along with the representative out of New York, Democrat Richie Torres, that would require vaccines in order um, to fly on airlines in the United States. These people don't stop, and they don't rest, and they don't quit. They want you vaccinated whether you like it or not, and they want your kid vaccinated whether you like it or not. They want you vaccinated whether or not you have a, a serious issue with it. They want you vaccinated whether or not you already have a, a, a COVID and you've got natural immunity. They don't care. These woke folk... They will do anything to get you to do this. This is over there in the UK. This is their health secretary. And from today, I can confirm that the NHS COVID pass is being rolled out to 12 and 15 year olds for international travel, allowing even more people to be able to prove their vaccine status for travel where it is needed. From today. Your 12 to 15-year-old has to have a a, a secondary passport. Papers, please. You're so afraid of COVID, you're telling children they have to get vaccinated. Man, you are ugly as can be. But always remember, this isn't about control. They often say, well, this is about control of the people. Control of the people is what comes from the first part. The control is a symptom of the disease, which is elitism. The belief that they know better, that the American people or any people in any society cannot be trusted to do for themselves. They have to be told what to do. Otherwise, they might make the wrong decision. Well, what's the wrong decision? What we say is the wrong decision. Why do you get to say it's the wrong decision? Because we're the ones who know better. That's what the elitists believe. They believe that they know better. And in order for you to be better, you have to do what it is they say because they know better. Let me give you two examples of this. The first, we'll, we'll stick with healthcare, comes from David Frum, who uh, uh, used to be a, a conservative, I guess. Maybe I'd say that right. Yeah, he used to be a conservative. He believes that hospitals should serve the unvaccinated last. According to him, the best option is keep encouraging vaccines and boosters, impose vaccine mandates where it can be done, otherwise return to normal as fully as we can, especially the schools, and let hospitals quietly triage emergency care to serve the unvaccinated last. Now, as, as you know, uh, the doctor uh, takes care of the patient in front of them. And doctors, in their oath, is to do no harm. But David Frum has no problem with letting people be sick and watching them die if they didn't do what he thinks is the right thing to do. That is an ugly, ugly view of society. Now, I as a guy who believes in personal responsibility, will say to you that if you decide not to get vaccinated, I have no problem with this, you get COVID and get very ill from it, okay, I wish you the best. I don't want to see you get ill from it, but you made a decision, and now you deal with that decision in all the ways you deal with the decision. You got vaccinated, and you have an issue with the vaccine. Well, that's on you. You're the one who made the decision to get vaccinated, which is why I don't favor mandates and rational people don't, because now they were forced to do something to be able to, I don't know, feed their family. And this is why CEOs that push vaccinations are wrong. They're just wrong. Uh, m- more of that to come. So here is the elitist making the claim that those who haven't listened to him shouldn't get health care. Then there is Paul Krugman. Paul Krugman has got to be one of the most ignorant people on planet Earth. He is wrong about everything. The guy who said that the internet will be a passing fad and have no greater impact than the fax machine. Yet he can win a Nobel Prize and he's still paid by the New York Times? Life. Uh, finds a way he's responding to a tweet uh, that it quotes uh, the American Enterprise Institute and it's Michael Strain who quotes who, who says from a macroeconomic perspective it would certainly be helpful if consumer demand were to cool off rooting for low income households to have less savings is not great but I think it's important to remember low income households are the ones who are hurt m- the, the most by inflation It doesn't sit well thinking, boy, it'd be great if households burned through their excess savings, but we're not in a normal period. And Krugman is asking a question. Aside from priorities, is this even true? Is there any good reason to believe that inflation hits low-income households especially hard? No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 Oh, hot, 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 hot. That's hot. OMG. Are you kidding me right now? You gotta be a certain level of, I only eat arugula. <laughs> to question whether or not inflation hits low income households especially hard. Gas prices are up more than a dollar a gallon in just about every place across the country. Doesn't affect the rich. Wouldn't it hit them all the same? No. If you have $1,000 in your pocket and I have $100 in my pocket, how does it hit us the same? I meant like if you're poor, you'd still be hit by inflation. Correct. But now you are on specific budget and now that budget is eaten up by the inflation and so therefore you don't have the money for the other things and it might take away from the budget you spend on food as opposed to the budget you might spend on that trip to Italy. That, that's my point, is that to say that it doesn't affect the poor the same, is, that doesn't make sense. Oh, so you're, so you're agreeing with me? Yeah. Of course, it, it affects the poor worse. That's, that was what, that's what I was confused about, because I was like, yeah, it would definitely affect them. You would have to be, you literally have to write for the New York Times to be able to put that statement out. That's an economist who said that. Now, there is a conversation to which I think people are making a grave mistake. There was a, I think it was from Bloomberg, and there was this recommendation um, that uh, people should spend more now, that maybe savings are overrated. And a lot of people went to town on this. They were pretty uh, bothered by this. This article is mocked because what, what, what they said over there at Bloomberg is uh, that Americans should spend their paycheck immediately to cope with inflation. And uh, so it's called, for Americans shocked by inflation, Argentines have some advice. And it says that you should spend your paychecks right now and borrow more. And people are like, that's crazy. Not 100%. If the article is written... As a way of trying to diminish what inflation is doing, well, then, of course, it's a ridiculous article. But we discussed it here on this show. We had economist uh, Dr. Matt Will from the University of Indianapolis on. And he actually said these words. You should go out and buy things right now because the things are in short supply. And as inflation goes up, your dollar becomes worth less and less. So you're spending more and more for the thing. You're better off buying it now than buying it in six months. I needed a third car in the family. I don't need it till May. I bought it. Not knowing where the used car market is going to be and not knowing how interest rates are going to go and not knowing what my dollar is going to be worth, I bought it now. I bought early. Will I be right? Will I be wrong? I don't know. But it's done. There is something to be said for this. The problem is it's all part of a conversation where somehow we think that inflation isn't a big deal and it's a massive deal. It's a huge deal. And we want to act like, ah, whatever. Because all these groups are trying to protect Biden uh, in every way possible. There's nothing to protect here. The inflation is real, not transitory. Everybody now knows this as a matter of fact. The inflation hurts all Americans. Of course it hurts poor people more. And to say otherwise and to pretend otherwise is as ignorant as a day and as long. Vaccine mandates for kids, vaccine mandates for adults, vaccine mandates to travel. My advice to you is to go see Meemaw now before it's too late. It is so amazing how quickly... Things have, have turned into this dystopian hellscape. And that's the society these people want for us. We can do something about it. Um, don't vote for personalities. Vote for the policies that allow you and your kids to live your lives. I'd start doing that immediately, if not sooner. I'm Tony Katz. Let's go girls. Come on. The TSA announcing the amount of firearms that have been seized at checkpoints. I got to assume that this is airport checkpoints. You want to guess a the number there, producer Ari, or do you already know? I I'm not sure, tell me. 5674 That's exactly the number I was going to guess. That's a... It seems like a lot. That seems to... uh, That seems to be a lot to forget about. I have no perspective. So the TSA administrator is saying the reason for it? I just think there are more firearms uh, in the country. It's the best answer I can give you. Which, okay, would make sense if a certain percentage of people forget that they've got their firearm in their bag or this or that or or what have you. And you've got more people who carry. You you will create a higher number. Then nah, I don't buy that. It's it, it, what what else explains it? How many people are forgetting they have a firearm in their bag? Um, outside of those who play professional sports, quite a few, it seems. Seriously, I figured you you know you wouldn't forget that. It's possible. I don't know. That number just that struck me as, wow. Well, with millions and millions of people, so maybe it's not that big. Depends, depends on how you look at it. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz Today.